Hi, regular listeners, you may have spotted that we've changed our name. It's now Honey & Co. The Food Sessions. So if you hear this sound, it's just us making dinner. Well, that and the fact that we're not allowed to use our old title anymore. It's just been a bit of a thing, but don't worry about it. We hope you enjoy the show. Thank you so much for downloading this episode of the Honey & Co. Once a month, we invite someone we admire for a chat in front of a small audience in our daily Honey & Spice. Every speaker gives us the opportunity to cook food inspired by their cuisine for the audience to try. We sit back with a glass of wine and hear about a life made in food. This week, we are joined by Chetna Makan, who wrote the book... Chai, Chaat and Chutney by Chetna Makan. That's a mouthful. It's a book about Indian street food. Of course, we all know Chetna from the Great British Bake Off, where her food made us all drool at home. And now with her cookbook, we've recreated it here, and it's drool-worthy. Chetna is lovely. I hope you enjoy this talk just as much as we did. Thank you so very much for coming out tonight. We are doing these talks for very selfish reasons, actually. We, we want to meet you know, the people that we admire and, and the people that we love in the food world. And we first, uh, like, you know, like the rest of the UK, we first uh, uh, saw Chetna in, on Bake Off. And there's something, you know, Bake Off in, in my house with me and my wife. It's like watching the football, you know, we shout at the screen. What are you doing? You're creaming it badly. And it's really difficult with food TV because you, you can't taste. And you have to kind of judge if it's good or not according to people's faces. And always with, with Chidna's food, somehow you just knew that it's knockout. You, just, you could just by the way she cooked or you saw her tasting or all the things that she did, the sweet, the savory, you just knew that it's knockout. Definitely in our house we have a, a very uh, lot of affection for her. Oh. She had a fabulous book come out last year. Yes. And an even more fabulous book come out this year. Yes. Chai, Chaat, Chatni and Chetna. <laughs> no, it's not called that. It's such an excellent name. And here she is. Thank you. So this book, Chetna, is street food. Yes. Mainly. Yes. What, what attracted you for, to so, street um, food? So after Kajman Trail came out, um, when we were talking about doing the second book, it was what, where, you know, where do you start? You must know, you know, how do you come up with a theme and stuff. And I instantly knew that I wanted to do street food because um, I l absolutely love Indian street food. And, you know, being born and lived there a lot of most of my life, um, I moved to Mumbai when I was quite young, 17, and I was in college. So I was um, not living at home. So um, for breakfast, there used to be a stall uh, in our canteen where they, not a massive one, but just they served poha, which is one of the breakfast in here. And for lunch, we would cross the road and there used to be a stall for dosa guy. And, you know, so I survived on street foods. <laughs> Um, for years, um, you know, I, I lived in Mumbai for seven, eight years. And um, when I was working, I moved into a small house and it had a little kitchenette. But 
I still loved street food. So that's why I thought, you know, um, maybe people here think street food is mainly few things, which is one is papri chaat, a lot of people know, or a samosa, which everybody knows. But actually, there is so much more to Indian street food than just those three, four dishes. Um, and there is samosa and papri chaat in this, um, but it is, there is so much more. And there is... People think it's all just deep fried food, but it's not. There is some really healthy Nothing recipes. Nothing wrong with deep fried food. <laughs> Nothing wrong with deep fried food. Oh, okay. I agree just with that. Just to put it out there. <laughs> um, but there's so much healthy stuff, and there's stuff you can prepare in advance, you can make at home, um, and then just bring it together when you're ready to eat. There's just so much choice and variety. I mean, I was actually quite amazed at, at the breadth of this book. And because, like you said, we think of, of street food, then you, you would think about four or five things. I think in every culture, but it's yeah. just so much going. It yeah. feels like, you know, you can live an entire life just going from one stall to another. Absolutely. And uh, what was uh, quite difficult actually was, so I thought, okay, I'll do street food, but... Where do I start? And India is so vast. There's so many different varieties of food from every corner. So I thought, okay, if I have to do any sort of justice to it, I'll choose four major cities and I'll just stick with those. So obviously I chose um, Delhi, um, Chennai, Kolkata and Mumbai. And they kind of represent North, South, East, West. There, are, there is overlapping, which is now all over the world, to be yeah. honest. There you can find food from Mumbai in Delhi and um, Chennai and all that uh, but I thought if I stick with four then at least I can do my best to show the best of those four cities and actually I'm so so glad that I did that because I um, traveled to the four cities because I didn't want to write the book from my kitchen or from Google to be honest I really wanted to taste it and um, every single recipe that's in there I have tasted on my travels so it's not something that's made up or I've said oh you know let's put this into the book as well and, so, and you travel specifically for this yes, book yes yes so um, I went to India to the nice job <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah I need to travel in Nibelsa it's like Rick Stein um, where do you apply <laughs> so I travelled to the four cities with the photographer because I wanted like kind of like glimpse of not full of pictures from there but just like um, this guy was um, cooking um, making fresh pakoras and um, he was selling it with some fried green chilies and there was everybody so there were school kids plus there was um, people it was in the office area so there were people who've just um, stepped downstairs from the offices just to have some food so it was I just wanted to show a glimpse of the actual food being cooked as well so uh, which I think adds a bit more authenticity to the book that I'm trying to tell. When you were traveling to research the book, I'm sure you have a lot of, you know, discoveries and revelations and saying, wow, tell us about at least one, you, the, as many as you want. No, but no, but one, um, one um, I can't tell you one because there were lots, but I won't tell you lots. But the one thing that was I, I had no idea existed uh, was the Kolkata street food. So I had been to Kolkata when I was a young girl, um, 10 or 11, really young for a wedding. So I don't remember anything. And when I went there, oh my God, the food there was amazing. So my favorite chapter here um, is from Kolkata. And one of the best streets was this street where... This guy's tea was so popular that he was just making trays and trays of um, tea and um, like masala chai. 
and um, there was like a queue every time his tray was ready people just kind of found out that there's a full tray of tea and people would come running you know just just beautiful how the food there and you can taste one of the things which i loved and i have so far made it in every kind of demo talk we've done is um the fish chops Ah, we've done that. Yeah. I was so worried that you're going to say something that we didn't do and everyone's going to be upset with us. So, you're um, going to try it later. It's gorgeous. Yeah, so it's a, it's like fish cake and I did it for one of the sub clubs I did as well and I thought people will think it's fish cakes like normal from here. But they're just so flavorsome and just amazing. So Kolkata food was something that completely blew my mind. Just loved it. Absolutely loved it. Well, it's a, I mean, it's a fun job. It's a fun process. Did you enjoy it? I absolutely. No, it was um, hard in the sense that um, when I was traveling, I was trying to say Kolkata. I didn't know the ins and outs, so I was trying to find people who can show me the direction where to go because it's not on the main streets these guys are selling. So you have to actually go and find little hidden routes and uh, corners and stuff where they were selling all this. So it's really difficult. Um, that took. I, I just wanted to. I was like really worried on my last day in every city that oh have I covered everything have I missed anything and then if so, I got an email or something on social media saying oh try this or thing have I got enough time I need to try it I need to try it so uh, but I think by the the fourth city I I did have I, I, yeah I had eaten enough <laughs> <laughs> I know that sounds awful but you no know, it's you know, fair just, it's fair I mean. It, so- it sounds lovely, but it's work. Yeah, it is. You know, yeah, you know, you're writing down everywhere, so you're not really just sitting and eating. I went with my book everywhere, and some of the people were so lovely, and they said, um, if I asked them, oh, what spice have you put in, or you know, just what have you done to the recipe, they would they shared, you know, and I have got some recipes which I made exactly how they told me, which is amazing, and some were like, <laughs> it was hilarious. One guy said. Um, I said, what have you put? You know, there's something in it. I couldn't just, I just couldn't figure out. And he said, yes, I've put uh, something like cumin. And I said, what is something like cumin? Like, he just would not yeah. give me the so did, spice. So did you or... break in his shop? And see what was in <laughs> there? There is no shop, is there? So there's just, I could have just ran Stole away. his bag. Yeah. <laughs> um, but some people were so lovely and um, kind of sharing and open. Um, but... Uh, I can understand because what if they thought I'm going to have a stall next to them and open and start selling exactly what they were selling. So. This is exactly my next question. <laughs> <laughs> and so after you, after you traveled around and you looked at your notes and then you went home and tried to recreate the recipes with kind yeah. of ingredients that we have here. Yes. And that's, that's also a lot of work. I was very clear that I wanted ingredients that I can find in Broadstairs. I was not going to order online yeah. um, because I, when I buy a recipe book and I can't find the ingredients, I'm off the book. And I just, I, who's got the time? I yeah. know some people have, but I just don't have the that time. That doesn't apply to our cookbooks. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to say, go and find the Lebanese tahini. <laughs> Make an effort. Well, just come to the shop. Exactly. We opened a shop for you. <laughs> um, <clears throat> But I live in a very small town and it's very difficult to find a lot of the ingredients. But I've tried to um, get the same flavor from the spices you can find at supermarkets and things. So um, except for one recipe, which I have, I think I've mentioned that you have to order online, which is um, 
um, it is a beautiful thing though so if you do order you can order and keep it and then just keep making it again and again but um, I just didn't want complicated I don't do complicated um, yeah this is the um, rose faluda and you need wow. to buy the seeds and the noodles um, online <laughs> but it is worth it it is this is actually something that I didn't realize it's an Indian dish because we we have it in Israel you can buy it in the street what yeah. the faluda, the faluda and yeah. is it called the faluda yes. yeah and it's called faluda and I, I thought it was Turkish or something but you can't find this Faluda um, in um, Chennai or Kolkata. So it's a very Mumbai thing. Really? Yeah. It is kind of people are hearing about it more and more over here. Yeah. Um, because obviously, you know, this is such a place where there's so many different cuisines coming together. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Well, I have to say, because I was cooking everything that you're going to try today, I cooked this morning. And I found it, I mean, yes, granted, I can order everything and, you know, I don't need to order a line. But everything, you know, all the ingredients is very, very easy to find. We didn't have to kind of trick. And the recipes are excellent. Let's talk a little bit about you. Oh. Are we allowed to? Yeah. <laughs> are we allowed to talk about Bake Off? Oh, yes, a yes. Bit. Yeah. So you started in fashion. Yes. Obviously. Yes. Uh, I ju it just happened because I was um, I studied fashion design in college, and then I worked um, for many years. Well, I say many years, but whatever, four or five years in Mumbai. So I tried hand at Bollywood design. You know, I was Bollywood costume serious? designer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did well, a couple you, of movies. You had like the best jobs. Yeah, yeah I actually. <laughs> I worked hard for it. No, I'm they sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure. I'm not saying for a second you didn't. Um, but you know. No, but it was really fascinating because I, I did a couple of music video costumes and I, I, I just uh, worked with lots of different brands and um, tried my hands at kids' wear, men's wear, uh, women's wear. And then um, I did um, a food, um, I'm saying food styling. I, I was a stylist for a magazine. <laughs> Amazing. A fashion magazine. Fa yeah, 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 fashion magazine. Yeah, not food stylist, but a stylist, a fashion stylist for a magazine, which was a really fun job. I launched my own label just before I moved here, so it was quite. Uh, but we didn't plan it because um, my then um, boyfriend was moving to UK, who's now my husband. But I just followed him, and we've never planned anything. Bakers was not planned. Food writing was not planned. Nothing was really planned. So. Um, I just followed him and I didn't even think that I was going to shut down everything and I came to Broadstairs and oh my god, it, I was so depressed. It's, it's, it's quite a, it's quite oh a leap. Oh my god, but it, you know, from Mumbai to Broadstairs, oh, I, uh, I think next book should be Mumbai to Broadstairs yeah. or something like that. <laughs> That's oh a good my title. god, it was yeah, such a shock. Street food of Broadstairs. Let's not stand. No, not much there, but it was, you know, it's such a, such a, um, from being in London to Broadstairs, kind of. Um, it was a shock to the system. Everything shut at five o'clock and I couldn't find anything after five o'clock. And there's much more now than what it was 13 years ago. And it was just just a, such a small place. But summer came and I fell in love with the place. We're still living in Broadstairs. We didn't move because I just fell in love and I, I refused to leave uh, Broadstairs now. So yeah, I tried my hand at retail because I just still wanted to be with clothes you know somehow with clothes so I worked in a couple of brands um, retail but I found it very boring so 
I left uh, when I had the kids. And uh, just when they were ready to go to school, bake-off happened. So it was it just... Doesn't, it doesn't happen. It didn't happen. No, no, but... So you were cooking all this time and obviously yeah. doing it very well. Well, I do really enjoy cooking. And um, my mum is an amazing cook, but she, she still has those, you know, the portable... <laughs> Uh, ovens which you can plug in any yeah, any, yeah. any room she still uses that um, but she had that and she would just make us birthday cakes and just a couple of cakes because she didn't ever make biscuits or cookies or nothing uh, but just cakes and I love the fact that we made our own birthday cakes so when I had the kids I thought okay I'm going to do the same and that's why when I really got back into baking um, and that's when Bake Off had started so you know I was watching it I was a big fan big big fan of the show um, and then I made cakes were you like us screaming at the yeah, screen yeah yeah I was what I was, are you yeah, doing yeah. Um, to be funny when we were watching our own series I have to say I was on the edge I knew exactly what was going to happen I was like oh my god oh my god oh my god and I knew what was going to happen but that, I can that understand must be so hard <laughs> that was actually really odd watching what's ha- but you knew exactly what was going to happen but to watch it was a bit odd Hey everyone, I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. So you're a very good cook, a very good baker from home. I, I can say that. Yeah. I mean, obvious now, you know, that's obvious to everyone, but you don't need to look embarrassed. You are. <laughs> you went into this crazy show. Suddenly you're, you're a household name across the UK. You had huge, you know, people love you so much. Us. I mean, we, you, you just kind of won so many hearts. It must be such a strange experience. It was really strange because when people stop you on the streets and, you know, try and talk to you about... Um, and what happens now is because it's been three years, so they've kind of, uh, a lot of the times, have forgotten where they know me from. So it's hilarious, the, the <laughs> things they come up with from where they know me. So they'll say, I'm a school mom, or oh, we've worked together in that company, and I'm telling her, no, how much with you? <laughs> you know, I don't want to just say, oh... From Baker, but yesterday I was in Canterbury. I had this with Jonathan Ross actually. <gasps> what? That I saw him and I said, "Hey, where do I know you from?" <laughs> Can you believe it? No, he was in my restaurant. No. Oh my god! <laughs> what did he say? What did he say? He just looked at me and then my penny dropped and I was just like vanished. <laughs> what do you do? <laughs> but the funniest I've had is I was actually sitting um, in St Pancras in one of the cafes and doing an interview about this book a month ago. This lady was watching me from across the room. She sat on the other sofa. And then in the middle of our conversation, she just came up to me and said, Hey, she remembered my name. Hey, Chitna, how are you? Remember we worked together and this and that, and we went on this trip, and I'm like, we didn't go on any trip. So I told her, and she was so embarrassed. Oh, my God. She just wanted to run, like you said. She just wanted to. And I said, no, 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 it's fine. Seriously, it's fine. But but the thing with Bake Off is you do really get to feel like you know yeah. the people. And, and people do get 
you feel that you know the, yeah. the bakers and that you're with them, you know, through thick and thin. There's a horrible drama of baking cakes. Does it get too much? No, it, it never had, uh, you know, such a... Um, it's always been really nice. People always say nice things and um, appreciate what you did on the show and things. So it's nothing is, yeah, not had a bad experience. I'm very glad. <laughs> yeah. I met today another contestant from last year, Benjamina. Okay. Yeah, she's very good. Yeah. yeah very but good. that's what happens because I, you know, after leaving as well, when I've seen the show, I think, oh, you know, I know them very well. So when I've met the new contestants, it's like you know them already. Yeah. People are like, oh, yeah, 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 and as if we've known each other because they've seen me and I've, you know, seen them. So on TV, so we kind of, it's like we've been friends, um, which is why all the Bake Off, you know, um, kind of bakers every year are quite friendly with each other most of the time. No. <laughs> Why does it, does it get no. catchy? I mean, you can Spill the beans, that. lady! <laughs> tell, tell us the dead. No. <laughs> oh, just kidding. No, I'm sure, I'm sure it isn't. I mean, the nice thing about it that at the end of the day, it's just cake. It's yes. Yeah. <laughs> I think we're, every, it's easy to forget, but it's also... It is just yeah. cake, yeah. 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 Jedna, you've done this wonderful book. Yes. What are you doing next? I don't know, don't know. I'm still promoting it, and it's... August is a bit um, school holidays, so really busy, uh, really busy. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I do a YouTube channel. I must come and shoot with you. With us? Yes, okay. some cooking in the kitchen. Oh, that's it. Okay. No, I'm telling you from so you can't say no. Okay. Um, no, so I started the channel a couple of years ago um, called Food with Chetna. And, um, Sorry, it's called what? It's called Food with Chetna. Um, and I started with cakes and bakes, but I moved on to a bit Indian and I still do cakes and bakes so I release a new recipe every week um, so I've got 100 plus recipes on the channel now um, it's free to subscribe and you know um, you get um, if you request something and if a lot of people request I kind of make it as well um, and then like request can you come over to Stockholm and cook us dinner yeah no, not well, like that's, that's no, not no, gonna no, happen no, no. if you request oh can you have Itamar come and show us something then we can consider that no one's gonna request that actually, <laughs> so. and sometimes I've uh, like been to um, different chef with different chefs and they've shown us something to cook and some uh, chefs have come to my kitchen and shown something different so it's a it's a really good kind of platform to get easy home cooking basically um, and it's you know it's it gets a really good response when the recipes go out people are quite interactive so I like it because people um, leave messages and they've made something and they've said oh you know we've tried this and it's really nice and so it's quite instant yeah yeah it's not like a book that yeah yeah it, you work for a year then yeah. takes so long to publish and then um, yeah but it's quite instant yeah no, it's good, and it's a nice thing you can see immediately someone cooks it, they send you a picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah like, exactly, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. It's a nice yeah. feeling. It is a lovely, lovely feeling, and I, um, there are some who always comment and always try what I'm doing, so it is quite, it is really nice. Um, but it takes a lot of my time, so keeps me busy. Okay, I am going to ask these guys if they have any thoughts, questions, feelings, or emotions that you want to share <laughs> Questions, thoughts, feelings, emotions with the group? Yes. Uh, did, did your um, family or your heritage have much influence on the recipes that you chose? 
not in this um be, but in the cardamom trail it was because i kind of um thought of recipes which were which my mom cooked or my aunt cooked or my parents neighbors cooked and stuff and then i incorporated the flavors into bakes so it was a much more um kind of um detailed and more research went into that not that it didn't go in that but this was like it was in front of me and i didn't have to you know come up from scratch um but this was mostly what i saw and found so there was in loads of influence from family now sadly not so work in india quite a lot and one of the things i always noticed was how much meat people were eating i think and i'm certainly not going to share by stretch of imagination but I would kind of always saw Indian cuisine as something which was largely kind of vegetarian. vegetarian. Yeah. yeah. Um and actually everyone that I met that I worked with a very kind of middle class Indian as well. No one wants to eat that kind of food, they wanted to eat meat fundamentally. Really? Meat and so I wondered when you were going through your travels whether you saw that kind of coming through in other street food that you were I think about. um what I found was there were some pockets which were heavily meaty. um meaty food but i i have not got any so i've got maybe four or five uh chicken recipes and i don't know exactly but roughly four or five recipes of chicken and three four recipes of fish it's mostly vegetarian because i don't eat other than chicken or fish i don't eat any other meat and i even in the previous book and this i didn't want to put things that i don't eat because how how will i tell it's tasty if i don't eat it myself and it is kind of extension of me so i didn't want to put so they like in mumbai say um, near kulaba and stuff there are specific lanes that are lanes which are called uh, meaty food lanes which i didn't really go to because i was not going to cover it so um but i didn't find generally that there was loads and loads of uh, meat the guys that we work with i think it was almost like a status symbol so actually to eat meat therefore was that we were emerging middle class and that's why we're doing it as opposed to yeah us looking for I was looking for traditional food and I was like no you have this piece of fried chicken so like, yeah yeah it's kind of something for you don't need it yeah but you're right about that about the status symbol because I think um traditionally lots more families were vegetarian and the coming generations don't want to stick because they've been kind of forced vegetarians all their lives when they are eating their own way they don't want to eat vegetarian food so i think you are absolutely right about the status kind of symbol but i think lot of people are turning into vegetarianism as well but more i think are going towards meat yeah because like my husband's family is like pure pure vegetarians but my husband will eat chicken if i cook it and th- and all his cousins eat meat but the families don't know but you know um they all still eat meat because yeah exactly so you, they their mums will be so disappointed <laughs> if they found out yes i was talking about the carrot i don't know how, how you pronounce it the hebrew one is halva um, yes you, you pronounce halva yes yes halva because when i've been in india i've seen it on a breakfast buffet yeah It's not uh, anything specific time of the day. It is um there's a ca- ca- carrot halwa and there's a halwa, yeah right. and um there's a semolina halwa and you would serve it at any time of the day. I think Indians have such a sweet tooth and their sweets are also extremely sweet that they would have something sweet even after breakfast which is not this norm here um but they What do you mean breakfast dessert it's yeah. <laughs> it's not a thing just me oh uh, yeah breakfast yeah, yeah, dessert yeah, is not a thing guys come on <laughs> 
Yes, that's the thing because you would eat um, absolutely anything, like even like stuffed parathas, which you would think, oh no, not early morning. But that's what they eat. So they would eat that for lunch, breakfast, or dinner, anything. So um, and especially in hotels, I think when they have the buffet, they try and add everything they can possibly can. Yeah, we eat street food in India. Do you? Wow. Oh, street food. I think there's just a couple of things you have to keep in mind, like not eat anything raw and not freshly cut fruits and things like that. I told my photographer who went with me, he said, oh, she's just cutting fresh pineapple. And I said, no, 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 no. And that's it. He was sick. And I thought, I told you so. Don't. It looks very fresh. But just avoid a few things and you'll be fine. You can eat rest everything. I'm... I'm I eat, I eat a lot of street food even when I go back and uh, the only thing I try and avoid is pani puri because the water in there but there's one stall which I don't care if I fall sick I just tell my husband no I have to go and eat there but I, I do survive every time so um, but you have to be careful you can't just blindly eat everything Esther and what, what were the main differences with the four cities? Ooh, I think just the flavors were different and you can't say that uh, the spices were different because they're the same spices and like you can see there's a chapter of um, spice mixes um, and in all those spice mixes you'll see the ingredients are almost the same but it's just the quantities of ingredients how they use like garam masala ingredients and chaat masala ingredients are almost the same it's just the quantities of cinnamon or clove or whatever is there um, so I think like Kolkata was really lots of rice and lentils and fish um, whereas Delhi is a lot more fried stuff like they're really into heavy chickpeas and flatbreads whereas you hardly found flatbreads in Kolkata you found some but not loads and loads um, and Mumbai to be honest has kind of just adapted food from everywhere like probably London where they've just got things from everywhere um, but South Indian food is popular absolutely anywhere you go. You'll find dosas absolutely anywhere you go because it's such a... It's the nicest thing. It is the nicest thing. The nicest oh, thing. God, I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Good. Because we, we have uh, food. I know that Chidna, you're quite modest, so you cover your ears now because you're going to be showered with compliments oh, now. This is like I said, I, I, we were leafing through this book trying to decide what we're going to cook for tonight and it was an agonizing process because we wanted to cook everything there's so many really really tempting things here and everything well when we looked at it it all looked very achievable and simple and when i cooked it this morning i can guarantee it was such a easy pleasurable process and the results i think are you you will judge for yourself but i think it's knockout food, like really, really good. Um, I want to say especially about the the sweet corn, the chaat masala, the spice mix that we use for it, is just one of the most delicious things I've ever tried. We're going to use, because I made a little bit extra. Oh, good. So we're going to use it for our cauliflower salad here for a long time. It's oh. so delicious. It's so good. And in the, the aubergine curry is just, I think it's so good. I, I made a whole batch and I didn't want to bring it here. <laughs> I didn't want to share with you guys. 
What's it called? The spices. So it's the it's the five spice mix from Kolkata, which is you know five different seeds, uh, spice seeds. What's which it called? Five spice. Yeah, Panchpuran, which Panchpuran. is five spices. Yeah. yeah. It is so good. <laughs> Uh, and the fish chop that uh, yes, Chetna has mentioned, is, yeah, one of that you, you recommended that we serve with the spinach and coriander yes, chutney, yes, but yes. we didn't do that. Yeah, you did the, the, the mint chutney. Yeah. Just because it sounded so refreshing, so refreshing and I, I just I was aching to taste it. Really, I was aching to taste it. And there's a lot of other dishes here that I know that I'm going to go back to. Uh, like the paneer dish, yeah. I love paneer. I didn't cook it tonight because I didn't know if I can find paneer because it's quite. You can buy it in big supermarkets. Yes, yes, you can. Like in in massive supermarkets, yeah. but I didn't know if I can find it for here. And of course, I have Drummond no, Street. Wait, and I no, wait, like no. Um, there's a recipe on my YouTube <laughs> channel of how to make paneer. I'm not going to make paneer. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't make paneer. You buy it. <laughs> you make it. Well, sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. Well, is it painful? No, it's not painful at all. No, it's really, really easy. All you need is milk, lemon juice, and that's it. A really, really beautiful special book. I really, really hope that you love this food as much as I do. And if... Sorry? I brought some and cake. cake. She yes. brought cake. Chetna brought us cake. Yes, what did. cake did you bring? So I brought the white chocolate cardamom and pistachio cake from oh. the last book. And oh my God. Look, did you hear that? <laughs> and I got Moaning. The rose and honey cake, which has got uh, fennel seed cream in it. That is so nice. No one ever brings us cake. Well, you don't really need cake, you do. <laughs> Please, a uh, big hand. Thank you for this wonderful Thank time. you for coming. Thank Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Honey and Coke. We hope you enjoyed it, even if you didn't get to try the food. I promise everything was absolutely delicious. There are some wonderful guests coming up in the next few weeks and will be available to download. So make sure you subscribe to us on iTunes and please leave us a review if you can. That would be really, really great for us. This show is expertly produced by Hester Kantz with recording assistance from the lovely Hannah Phoebe Bowen. Music by the great Ellis Russell. If you want to come along to one of our talks, you can join our mailing list on our website, honeyandco.co.uk, or follow us on our social media at honeyandco.uk.